Welcome to Youthology Live this week. Thank you for joining us on another Youth Leadership Podcast. Hey, should I stay or should I go? <laughs> no, it's not another uh, pop song, but this is one of the most important topics we could talk about, and we haven't hit this topic in probably three plus years. It is the importance of longevity in next-gen ministry. So what's the problem? Too many young leaders will leave next-gen ministry too early. Now, I know you might be thinking, who am I to determine God's will for someone's life, right? That's not, that's not what this is all about. I know that people will hear from God about the call of God on their life, when, where, how long, right? This is more about solving the problems that cause young leaders to leave prematurely when it is not God's leading. All right, listen, only young leaders can determine that for themselves. But I think with some of these principles, young leaders can apply this and stay longer. Like, I really believe that they're leaving to take executive positions and and uh, leaving the ministry or leaving to plant a church or even to become a lead pastor. And really, they're not finished. They're not done. And they, they with, with next gen. And listen, for many re reasons, and we're going to talk about some of those, okay? Um, let me give you two overarching reasons why um, longevity is important in next gen, right? Two overarching problems, and then we're going to talk about some other things and how to stick it out. Number one, with the breakup of the family in America comes an even more important reason for next-gen leaders to commit to longevity in their work. Think about it. While the family and home may not be a consistent and stable influence in a young person's life, the church and next-gen leadership should be. We should be a consistent, stable model of, of, uh, of a long presence. I like to say it this way. Obedience is doing the right thing for a long time in the same direction. Next-gen leaders who model a healthy family culture in their work are assured of growth because of this cultural lack of the family unit in our society. So what a better way uh, to improve that. Number two, the stages that a young leader will go through prepare them for even greater effectiveness as they get older. <laughs> Listen, almost 40 years for me, man. And I feel like I'm starting, I just started out. When you first get into next gen ministry, you are like a peer. You're really considered a peer who is not much older and than the, than the teens or the, the, the children. And even the parents would look at you as a novice, right? And they would say, hold it, this person is leading my children, right? But when you go through these important phases, you move from being a peer, right? Or a friend in those first few years, um, you move into another stage, okay? Now we would call that the big brother or big sister stage, where maybe you're five to 10 years into this and your influence is growing, and you've gotten a little bit more experience, and yet you still remain close to the age of the youth. Now listen, the next stage would be what we would call a cool aunt or a cool uncle. 
Maybe it's year 10 to 15 and you've gained a lot more experience, right? Then you go through being a father or a mother, that next stage. Maybe you're at 15 to 20 years. Now you've become an even more experienced leader and you have a lot more influence um, as parents in the youth setting. And the parents look at you and go, whoa, okay, they've been around. And then that last stage is the grandmother or grandfather stage in next gen, 20 plus years or whatever, right? What an impact, what an influence, not just on the youth and not just on the parents, but on the entire church. And really your personal, relational, professional and spiritual growth has created a cycle from being a peer to being a grandparent. Man, do you see the increase with longevity, the increase in impact? Let me say this at the outset of this podcast, that I'm using next-gen leader in reference to children and youth and even some young adult ministry positions and leaders. We're talking about longevity through all of that, whether that's a children's worker. I know some children's workers are a little older. And in the volunteer setting, the, the youth leaders across the country are a little older. But hear me, we do not phase out or age out of youth ministry, okay? And I'm using that next-gen youth, children's, you know, middle school, high school, college. I'm using that interchangeably, okay? So uh, when I say youth, you understand that. Listen, the qualities that make a healthy youth leader in, the lo- in, in, in longevity from children's to young adults are the, are the characteristic qualities that keep you in this for a long time. So developing qualities really keeps you in this thing for the quantity, right? For the, the long time. Look at, look at this. Some of the averages used to be 18 months that a youth pastor would stay in one position. Now, that has increased to three and a half years because we've placed an emphasis on this. Look at this. The average career of a youth pastor is about seven and a half years. The career, not necessarily at one place. But that study, it takes an interesting turn when you look at the older youth pastor. When you look at the older children's pastor, the stay at one church increases the older you get by six years. So the older you are, you are staying in a setting about six years longer. And there are many reasons for that too. We could break that down. But anyway, listen, here are reasons why we have a lack of longevity in next gen. Okay. Reasons why we have a lack of longevity in next gen. Number one, the loss of spiritual growth. Listen, the loss of spiritual vitality can be a key reason that all ministers would leave the ministry, but it may be the most important reason for youth leadership. Because of the stress of next gen, and as, as, as we've talked about in some of these following reasons we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna bring up, personal spiritual health is critical, critical to longevity, because it is much easier for a youth leader a healthy youth leader to address all of the problems in ministry when they are spiritually mature. Spiritual formation then becomes very important. Spiritual formation such as prayer, reading, fasting, worship, giving, rest, total wellness, 
and other spiritual disciplines increase the ministry effectiveness exponentially over time. Okay, number two. The second reason why young leaders leave the next gen is because they do not solve problems. And when leaders neglect to solve a problem, there's this avalanche of pressure and work that builds up. Parental issues, budget issues, pastoral team problems and relationships and event planning and personal family issues. All of these can become like a tsunami crashing down upon us. And when you get behind that, that, that mounting problem, that hill, it can be easy to simply quit or move on to another opportunity. But it is when we solve problems that we gain confidence and longevity. Solving problems and the wins this creates. Hear me, solving problems and the win that this creates brings a joyful and positive atmosphere to the youth ministry. Listen, here's a quick practical way to increase uh, problem solving, to help you with problem solving. I like to tell young leaders to write down a list of the problems they are having, okay? What are the problems you're facing? And then to say, okay, on one side are the list of problems that I have, I'm gonna turn that paper over, and on the other side are the list of solutions to the problems. Listen, I guarantee you, you will find that there are way more solutions to the problems than there are problems without solutions. (laughs) I've watched it. Listen, give it a try in the setting that you're in right now. Okay, number three, a lack of currency and futurism. It's a lack of staying, staying current. And I know sometimes that can be discouraging and that then we jet, we're just, we're gone. But as a next gen leader gets older, he or she may start to question themselves. Maybe they start asking questions like, am I relevant anymore? Or can I relate to the younger generation? Maybe you have even entertained the thought is, maybe it's time for somebody else, somebody younger to lead. Man, one of the things I do to stay current Maybe this will help you. One of the things I do to stay current about every two to three years is I simply uh, reinvent myself at every stage of ministry to take the effort to say, okay, is there something that, that is there a gift that I have or a talent that I have that I'm not using? It takes effort, but I simply rediscover or discover something new in me. Uh, Man, a few years ago, I took a look at my, um, my, my preaching and I was watching uh, a lot of videos. You know what I found? That I was pretty good at spoken word and pretty good at writing and poetry. So I started doing spoken words, man, and I had so many people be like, man, where'd you get that? I'm like, well, I got it in my bag, you know? <laughs> and it just became something that, that brought life to my meetings and to my message. And I found that often, God is not leading a young pastor away to leave youth ministry right? There's, he's not leading them away. It's been discouragement from a lack of currency and the inability to relate to the world of the adolescent. But remember, a next-gen leader does not phase out or age out of ministry simply because of age. We just have to do a little work to stay current, right? Talking to teenagers, spending time with teenagers will keep you current in the language, in the dress, and right? Okay, number four, 
losing relationships to the students. This is similar to what we just talked about, right? But there's something more to this because it's almost a, this is almost a solution to the last problem. Uh, the relational ethic in youth ministry is critical. And what I mean by this is not losing our proximity and our conversation and our relationship with teenagers. When youth leaders are not in the context or the setting of teenagers, it is easy to lose the love of the youth culture or miss the personal stories that make up each student. And then, honestly, we become statistical and sterile in our approach to teenagers. Our work becomes presentation and not presence. And if all you're doing is, is worrying about the presentation and the preaching or the teaching or what you look like up front or with a mic in your hand and not a mic in your heart, did you hear me? Or a Michelle in your heart? Man, something's wrong. The more time you spend with adults, the easier it is to move on to adult ministry. The more time you spend with youth, the longer you're gonna stay in next-gen ministry. Did you hear that? I've watched it. I've watched leaders spend so much time with adults. And then I tell myself, and I've watched them, I've said, they, they won't, they're not going to be in it long. I've watched this play out in youth, in youth leaders for many years. As soon as I see a youth leader spending an inordinate amount of time with adults, okay, it is not long before they are planting a church, becoming an executive pastor, or moving on to senior leadership. Listen, missionaries got it right. Um, ministry in relation to the target and the context of the people we are trying to reach is, is the relational ethic. Ministry is about relationships and missionaries have shown us that there's not a missionary on the planet who would stay home and try to minister to their target. Ministry is, is taken to a whole nother level when it comes to relationships. That's where longevity has grown within relationship. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you cried for a young person, for, for, for a child? When is the last time you've cried for a teenager, right? Where's your emotional return in your work? Do you just know names and not stories? Honestly, if all you know is names, then it's not gonna be long and you're gone. But when you know the stories, the stories connect you. And I believe that that relationship and that proximity to teenagers and their story will light a fire of passion underneath you for them, right? I, I, honestly, I, I get the pressure. Get past the names and learn the stories. Okay, hey, number five, the last one. The reason why young leaders are leaving next-gen ministry too early is because they have a Superman or a Wonder Woman mentality. None of us has all the answers to all of the problems that will arise in next-gen ministry. But with a collaboration and team effort, this teamwork, we can handle anything. The circle you run in is your strength, it's your joy, it's your vitality. Hey, the national champion, Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> gotcha. They have, a, they have a motto they've lived by for many, many years. 
And it goes like this. Those who stay will be champions. Longevity pays out, especially when you have the right group or team of people around you who share the workload over a period of time. It's the team, the team, the team. And that's what the Avengers does. There's no weakness on the Avengers. Superman has a weakness. Iron Man has a weakness. But when you put them all together, there's no weakness. And what happens is we begin to create this longevity um, in, in three quick ways with this last point. Family relationships. Family relationships that, are, that create joy in the youth ministry. And number two, out of this youth leadership team, delegation and responsibility and the the match uh, of a leader in their skill set and that delegation explodes number three it's the diversity in the age the race the skill set of your leadership team that brings a greater effectiveness right that diversity with each listen you've heard this phrase teamwork makes the dream work or many hands make light work right when young leaders employ this super friends or Marvel or Avengers mentality toward ministry, that approach will help solve any problem you have because it's the way people look at issues and it's the way people solve issues because they're different. The combination of superheroes on your team, can I say it this way? The combination of superheroes on your team has no weakness. You will have a weakness as a leader. But when you have administrators, athletes, artisans, academics, and alternatives, administrators, athletes, artisans, academics, and alternatives, all five of these different style and kinds of people, your team is complete. Complete. Because that means all kinds of people can reach all kinds of people. So if you want to increase your longevity, increase your team, right? Listen, if, for us to remain current, for us to remain current in youth ministry and for us to solve some of these problems that we just talked about, all it takes is the application of some of these simple principles. Simple principles. Whatever the reasons for a lack of longevity in uh, next gen, there are more solutions, okay? Man, I, I, want you to, I want you to feel that. There are way more solutions than there are problems. And then ultimately, that's what happens. That's what helps us, uh, the, the solutions. That's what happens in a leader's life that keep them in a place for the distance because we do not age out and we do not phase out of next-gen ministry simply because of age. It happens with a lack of passion and purpose in some of these things we just talked about. So listen, hey, you know where to find us. Just follow the socials, hit the link tree in the socials, in the bio, just go there and you can watch this on YouTube, you can listen to this on the iTunes podcast, or you can read the manuscript, it's up right now, okay, you can read the manuscript at our website. Hey, God bless, join us again next week for another topic on youth leadership. <laughs> See ya.